Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of MSW Media and the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, I'm talking again with Cliff Schechter. You know, Cliff Schechter of YouTube fame. Have you watched his videos? They're totally awesome. They're quick, in and out, sometimes funny, always informative. Cliff and I have a lot to talk about, so before we get into it. The Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get a bonus What's Up episode every Tuesday. It's kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and I talk about whatever's on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Now please enjoy my conversation with Cliff Schechter. Welcome back to the show, Cliff. Well, thank you, Kimberly. How are you? I'm good and happy new year and I'm home. And I don't know if you know this, but I was away. Oh my God. For six weeks and two days, taking care of my mom when she had knee replacement surgery. So I went to her house on December 7th. That's when she had the operation and I didn't get home till Saturday. (laughs) I was unaware of that. I feel like you may have told me. And so like, I knew that you were, yeah, you were out there at some point. I did not know six months and no, two six, days. six weeks, or, six, or six weeks yeah. and two days. Yeah, did we not. didn't. Uh, I didn't see Bob the whole time. I didn't um, really see anybody for Christmas other than my mother. And I just want to tell everybody if everybody's like people are like, why didn't Bob come over? I told him not to come over for a couple of reasons. Number one, he had just seen his family. And because my mother was recovering from this harsh fucking operation. Oh my god. Um right. you know, I didn't want to risk anybody fucking getting covid and her getting me getting covid while I had to take care of her. So it was just like, all right, we're just going to we're going to suffer through this. <laughs> and there was all right. kinds of shit that happened in the in the process, but I'm home and everything's good. So I'm really happy well, to be Bob back. I would show up and show off his perfect knees too. <laughs> you know, so there's that. Well, and I also felt like I mean, <laughs> it's, we've been together now for so long it's like well he was just gonna come sit on the couch we would talk and he would leave we can talk on the phone we're, we're okay we're, we don't need to see each other yeah, you're, you not, know, we spoke you're not in the phase anymore it's like no. oh i don't talk to him for a day does that yeah. mean he doesn't like me anymore <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was but that wasn't fun my poor i just feel bad for my mom but she's on the men so that's good um, okay, this, did you like get back and like the apartment was totally trash, like bottles, <laughs> beer cans around, like beer and, cans, you know, bags and shit. No, he, it was actually very sweet because he's pretty neat. I but know, I'm he... kidding. Like, <laughs> Bob, Mister Cycling and keeping in shape and what? Yeah, that doesn't strike me as that type. No. no, and plus having done enough podcasts with him, where like his his figurines from like star trek and wars and everything are perfectly set up in the background well i've got a bunch of books falling off the fucking shelf uh, i think i think i know he's not the, the one of the two of us that would be more likely to be in that situation yeah he's kind of tidy so that's good um yeah it is yeah it is and i mean i'm the one who like basically cleans like the bigger cleaning stuff and i don't mind doing it but it's funny because oftentimes he'll say and i made fun of him for this earlier but he'll say, I'm going to clean the refrigerator. And then like months go by and he doesn't do it. But when right before I left, he said, I'm going to clean out these. It was like junk drawers in the kitchen. And I'm like, uh-huh. And he actually did. And they're oh, they're, they're so like neat and I, um, organized. <laughs> I, it, it, that's awesome. I mean, I, and I'm, I make fun of myself, but I'm actually relatively, like I'm not perfect with putting clothes away and whatever, <laughs> but it's also they're not strewn all over the floor. Right. And growing up in New York City, uh, I got this appreciation for not wanting roaches and rats, which right. luckily were not in my home, but were a thing. So 
you were, it's like brought up in this atmosphere of like, put the food away. So right. like, you know, I still even, I think freak my wife and kids out sometimes <laughs> where, you know, they leave stuff lying around I'm like right away it's in the garbage. Like I don't, <laughs> I'm really good about that. Stuff. Any food type products I'm very good about disposing of quickly. And then I've become the de facto cat cleaner in our house. Oh, we have a right. couple cats. Yeah. So I'm on cat duty. Oh. So. <laughs> but those guys are awesome. I don't mind, you know, right. Hey, they deserve it. Yes. They earn it. And they just deserve all the love. All the animals oh, deserve all the so love. Cats are better than people. I oh, would so much. people with cats yes. if we could. <laughs> as, the, as the highest form of species. So. Cat, cat for POTUS. Cat for POTUS, but not cat turd. Cat. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay, wait. Before we get into this, I just, I don't know if you knew TG. Um, I'm not sure. Who's okay. that? I don't know his real name. Nobody knows his real name, but his um, profile picture, it looked like the drawing of Fauci wearing like a hipster hat or whatever. And he was Mr. Kindness on Twitter. Um, it Unfortunately, we're getting the news that he, he passed away. It appears that he passed away on January 17th. For those of you who follow him, he's like just such a light on X Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Um, he was always kind it was like one of those accounts that was just super, like super blue and super kind. And I, yeah, you know, I, right now it just shows, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the fact that I was following him and he was following me. It's just easy to forget with right. on Twitter. There's so much stuff I don't see anymore. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, exactly. X Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it. But it's hard to, but that uh, I didn't know him, but you know, my, my condolences to his family and everybody. I'm yeah. And I mean, I didn't, I mean, we all like a lot of us knew him just through Twitter and then, you know, understanding that he was so just wonderful, loving kind of soul. And I, I don't know, I think people were talking about the fact that he had COVID recently and that it hit him pretty hard. And I don't know if that's related, yeah. but um, I just wanted to shout it out because I know there's a lot of people out there who do know who he is and, you know, followed his tweets regularly. And I just too wanted to offer my condolences and kind of like collectively say we lost somebody who was really important you know whatever we lose these you know like light beings you know i mean just a being of light for us and a beacon of light and it's just really sad but that well, said the same thing that's um you know yeah again you didn't know him i'm sure obviously we we're following each other i'm sure there are times i shared his posts and he probably right. shared mine and and it, obviously, I assume that we liked what each other had to say, or that wouldn't have happened. So, exactly, you know, always condolences. It's you know, God, I hate it. I, I hate know. it. It I seems know. like there's too often we're giving condolences for too many people. We've for lost, too many good so. people, I know. And it's like the the ones that we would like to say goodbye to just keep fucking going. And speaking of one of them, um, now here I don't believe, and I want to know what you have to say about this, but and I say this cautiously. As yes. long as we do everything we're supposed to do, I don't think Trump can win. I'm not saying I don't Trump. I don't think Trump will win. I don't think he can win. Do you? Where are you on this right now? I'm pretty much where uh, I don't think he can win legally. Right. I don't think he can win. I just saw four Supreme Court justices embrace the Civil War. <laughs> right. I mean, there's no other way to explain rejecting the supremacy clause and, and saying that Texas had a right mm -hmm. to handle its own border, which is clearly a federal issue. Mm -hmm. the borders have always been federal issues. What yes. can Texas declare war next right. on its own? Uh, I mean, it, so 
when you when we have four people that know, we're going to say what they honestly are. They're not conservatives. They're not what they are. Fascist and batshit crazy people. Mm-hmm. And arguably, Barrett is right there with them. I'm not sure why she didn't join them on this, and we didn't lose. I mean, when we're on the tip of 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 losing the kinds of votes that were, are pro Jefferson Davis from the Supreme mm-hmm. Court, mm-hmm. that's something I have to include. When it's the fact that Republicans in numerous states we know because they've been so radicalized will do everything in their power to cheat. Yes. So thank God that we have, you know, that we've elected. Um, I mean, that in the sort of thank God sense, I'm not a religious uh, warrior. <laughs> folks, but thankfully we've elected people, you know, to higher up positions uh, in places like Arizona, Georgia, who, who may have some Intel and some say, um, who can stop those things? Certainly, in Arizona. It's just the Senate, the federal senators in Georgia, but but places that can stop them uh, from from doing some of this stuff. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. that's my only concern. Yeah. No, I'm not concerned. He can. Uh, first of all, I think he's going to lose by what he lost by two million to Hillary. Was it seven million to Biden last yeah. time? I think he's going to lose by over ten million votes. Let's start with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to the popular vote, I think mean, mm-hmm. he's going to get crushed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just comes down to our stupid, antiquated, idiotic electoral college. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to that, as long as he can't find a way mm-hmm. with the help of Vladimir Putin right. and Erdogan and Turkey and Orban and Hungary and God knows how many other people that would love to have him win <clears throat> outside our country. And, he, you know, Elon Musk at Twitter mm-hmm. and our weak ass media and suppressing votes in important states, even, all of that has to come together. For him to, but all, you know, enough of that did come together in 2016. Now, I think he's caused so much damage since then. I think he's going to be a convicted. No, no, in 2020, I will predict he will be a convicted criminal not once, but at least twice. Yeah. By the time the election comes around, and even a third of the people and uh, Republicans who tend to be white, evangelical, and insane, the <laughs> ones who turn out for caucuses and caucus for hours in, <clears throat> excuse me, in Iowa, said they would not support him mm-hmm. if he one, you know, if he were a convicted felon 43 percent of nikki haley voters in mm-hmm. iowa said they would switch over and vote for biden over trump mm-hmm. when i see numbers like that i feel pretty good about things that that it actually could not even be close yeah i mean it could be a win where he wins the georgia's and arizona's mm-hmm. but also if enough of those republicans are peeled away and we've also been winning by over by seven points on average more than we were before the dobbs decision hmm. in all these elections since then so you add all that up I think that puts Texas in play. I think Ohio, my home state, is back in play. I think um, Iowa is back in play. I, I think there's a whole lot more places than than people think. Uh, so, uh, you know, as I say, Florida, Florida's another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, in the end, I, I think we're we're in good shape for a solid win. It was a long answer to your question. I just, I mean, if I were to summarize it, I'd say I don't think there's any way Trump wins this thing. Uh, legally, yeah. <laughs> but I do think there's there's ways that that Republicans in robes, and I do think there are ways that certain che- other kinds of cheating can steal it for him. In which case, we will be in a very dark and dangerous place. But I even think that that is unlikely. Uh, I'll put it there. You know, I think the way that I feel about, I mean, this is my hunch, and it's only based on my feelings. It's not based on. I mean, I guess a little bit of it is based on how they have ruled in the past on other, you know, they've ruled against Trump. And I feel like the Supreme Court justices don't need Trump anymore. And although, you know, I mean, there could be an argument made for, okay, well, if they get Trump in this time, 
um, you know, they'll get to do more of what they want. He can, you know, some of the older judges could step down so that he could appoint and basically have a mega, you know, uh, court for life. All of that, you know, yes, you can argue it. But because they've ruled against him in the past, it tells me yeah. that they are not necessarily thinking he's, you know, I mean, they don't need him anymore. They are in those positions for life. And if if I, you know, obviously we know they're being funded by Harlan Crow and Leonard Leo and the Cokes and, and these big, you know, donors that are backing them and he's basically... Scummy, anti-American, treacherous... Yeah, and the thing is, is if I were them... And I was looking at this strategically. I would not be focusing on 2024. I would be focusing on 2028 because Joe Biden is clearly wildly popular, despite the fact that the news media wants us to believe something very different. I mean, I know, all you have right? to do is the look at candidate who wins with exactly seventy percent something in New Hampshire. Yeah. yeah. So I think when when we come to 2028, you're going to have that stupid idea from too many Americans, like, okay, it's the Republicans' turn now, and right. you know, I know that necessarily won't happen with younger people that's more of an old school attitude and younger people are you know figuring things out thankfully because their lives are being so un, you know unfortunately <laughs> affected by the right yeah. but the idea is again if i were you know the, the big players i would look at 2028 and i would leave i would leave i would be happy because nobody fucking wants trump not even the republicans right well they fucking the hate him. you know you make a good point there's a lot of republicans who are absolutely extremists to the core and are nowhere close to at this point within the normal realm of world democracies yeah. the sort of conservative and liberal positions right they are they are if not full-out fascist fascist adjacent but they they have two things over trump one they're not mentally ill right in dangerous psychopathic sociopathic i should say type of ways and two um, they, they're the types of people that won't actually say all the stupid shit out loud because they're smart enough not to. And, and so yes. their branding won't be that of Trump's. They can yeah. brand themselves. I mean, you, we've seen it. Yeah. How many people called Nikki Haley a moderate? Right. Nikki Haley, yeah. who, who doesn't <laughs> think that, that, who thinks uh, the Civil War was apparently fought over like a disagreement over clothing that the <laughs> yeah. North and South saw each other wearing and who thinks that, who thinks, uh, that it makes sense to have a federal abortion ban after six weeks when a lot of women don't even know they're pregnant. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are just to pick two things that are absolutely insane, right? She is an extremist by any measure, mm -hmm. but she she talks nicer. She says nicer things. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't she doesn't rip into people in the same way. She isn't as gauche as Trump is or whatever. So that'll lead the media to be like, mm -hmm. oh, she's moderate. You know, right. yes. even Ron DeSantis, though, I'm not worried about him because he has the no. personality of an old shoe <laughs> oh, yeah. filled with dog shit. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I'm not, but there's a whole lot of Nikki Haley-ish figures out there mm -hmm. who are much more likable and can hide the heart. I mean, the way George W. Bush was, right. who was right wing as hell, but could hide the hard edges behind a smile and yeah. some charm. Exactly. There's other yeah. Republicans out there who are like that. And and so, yes, if you're if you're smart and you're these people and you figure they're not going to get control of the Supreme Court, which sadly, unless we expand the court, we won't. Yeah. I mean, you know, Thomas and Alito are both well into their 70s, but they're both they're 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 not even of the sort of when you split down that court of, like, uh, you know, from the ultra conservative, which is where Roberts is to the semi fascist, which is where I tend to put 
Kavanaugh and Barrett mm-hmm. to the full-on fascist. I mean, Kavanaugh's a sexual assaulter, so yeah. that counts for something too. Sorry, allegedly. Um, <laughs> and and, uh, and and Gorsuch and Thomas and and Alito and their decisions are literally. I mean, I don't know that Mussolini would have decided any differently than them. So. So especially when two of the three are such far right wing, crazy, mm-hmm. lunatic authoritarians, <laughs> if one of them were to were to have to leave that court and we were to replace them, that would make a huge fucking difference. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I, it, you can't think that in four years we're going to get control of the court. So if you're the right and you're betting on this stuff, you would say let's let Trump get his ass kicked, yes, and move on, and 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 we've got the courts. Let's regroup in twenty eight. I would agree with you. Well, we've got a product we can sell much more readily totally. yeah. to suburbanites well, yeah. and, and others. And we've got, you know, Joe Biden, who is very popular. Again, despite yeah. what the media is saying about him, people like him. I mean, it's not pretty much anybody who really likes Joe Biden will say to you, I don't love everything he did because there's no one president that you're going to love everything right. they do. Presidents are going to make mistakes. Presidents are going to make missteps. And, you know, I think that overall, I think he's really popular and I think he's going to stay popular. And I think as we move forward now, I, I, I tweeted this. And I tweeted the sentiment that Nikki, the longer that Nikki Haley stays in and baits Donald, the better for Democrats because he's oh, just totally fucking. He's and and she's crazy, having crazier, you know, yeah, and she's dance, having especially. fun doing it. You could see like when she, I think she knows what she's doing. I don't know exactly what her motivation is for staying in. Maybe it's because she thinks she's going to be the nominee if something happens to him. If he goes to jail, whatever. I don't know, but I do I know that 2028. she's. And well, that's true. Twenty twenty eight. Like she has nothing to lose at this point yes. in Trump's party because she's dead in Trump's Republican Party, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just for taking him on and staying in beyond Iowa, mm-hmm. she's she, you know. So because of that, I think it, it, she's already she already was a cabinet position. He's not going to put her in a cabinet position in a second administration. So for her, it makes the most sense to show how good you are. And if, if in her mind, I think, and stay in and then position herself for 2028. Mm-hmm. For us, it's absolutely fantastic <laughs> because, as we know, there's, there's just nothing worse in this man's life than a minority woman criticizing him. <laughs> like, he cannot take it. And so he's going to fly off the handle much more often than if it were Ron DeSantis right. or somebody else criticizing him and say all sorts of crazy shit and you know him his consistently saying crazy shit is the best thing for us yeah and i mean you could you know you you had posted a video the other day you were talking about how he's basically like i had said he's melting down in front of us and i you know i i was kind of hopeful about this in 2017 you know i was thinking oh he's afraid because Mueller, and then he's afraid you know what nope he maybe he was a little afraid here and there but overall he was not freaking out He's freaking out now. He's older, right. and you can see it. Like, I mean, he's literally melting. It's like his face is melting off. It, no, it's like that, that, whatever that combination of that weird, gross bronzer he has on and, like, the thing that, you know, I've repeated this before, but I don't care. It's one of my favorite comments about him. That uh, Penn Jillette, you know, of, like, yes. of uh, the, the act, the, the, those guys, the comedian dudes. Yeah. Penn and Teller. Yes. Uh, you know, was on one of the celebrity, you know, apprentice shows, and later on, when you know, was ripping into Trump when Trump ran for president, and referred to his hair as 
piss cotton candy. <laughs> That's exactly was, what it is. Oh my it, god! So all that stuff is just melting into one yeah. just glob of like some sort of alien substance that I think <laughs> if we're not careful, a toxic substance. We'll have to put it like a super fun site. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he, he is, and and it, some of it may be fear. I think a lot of it's fear, and it's more the fear of going to prison, which is is catching up with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also the fact that. That, that he when he's running there and you know, he's always got a fear of being humiliated and losing and looking you know looking like the joker that, that ironically he makes himself mm-hmm. look like all the time if he just would shut the fuck up and stay out of the public eye yeah it wouldn't happen but but you know you know i i, I, I stole a saying from a guy named bob seska that i <laughs> uh, used to title my last video which is trump always makes things worse for trump yes and uh bob is 100 percent right on that i mean that's just the story of trump's life yeah Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly, the host of the podcast you're listening to right now. If you like what you're hearing, go to patreon.com slash start me up. Check out all the tiers and become one of my patrons today. I would really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash start me up. Now back to the show. You know, I wanted to, I just don't know if you saw this, but fucking piss me off so much. Uh, Mike Allen of axios you well he follows me on twitter and i followed him for the longest time but axios has been pissing me off and so uh i i kind of going off on them today but there was a headline um behind the curtain trump's exponential power search here's the twitter lead something shocking and telling has unfolded beyond trump uh unfolded beyond trump's onstage online and courtroom theatrics he's running a professional well-managed disciplined presidential campaign Oh my fucking God. And, you know, I read the article and they're trying to say, all right, he, he's going crazy, but he's got all these professionals behind him that are, you know, running this professional campaign. And it's pissing me off because it's a stupid fucking take. And I don't care how, I don't care I mean, who he, you know, they, he, go could, ahead, sorry, he could, he could literally like hire Obama, right? Anybody from Obama's um, team to run his right. campaign and he would still fuck it up. And for Axios to even suggest that there is anything professional or disciplined or well-managed about the Trump campaign, I just, it makes me so angry. And it's, if anybody is right. following Axios, I would please urge you not to because they are. That's why I don't. Yeah. I don't, that's why I don't. Basically Mike Allen and the other three, they started the whole thing with Politico. Mm-hmm. Again, seeing politics as a sport mm-hmm. and all that, like I love the strategy of politics. I love discussing it, the history of it, whatever. But I never let that overcome and come before the fact that it affects real people. Yeah. What this made. People's lives are at stake. Their livelihoods are at stake. Yeah. And those guys couldn't give two shits. That doesn't no. even exist. They're like Chris Saliza and just, mm-hmm. you know, that brand of person. Uh, that that ran everything in Washington in the 90s and early 2000s. And thank God we've got some voices at different publications that are not like that anymore, even if there's still a lot of it. So, you know, they found that brand of garbage journalism at Politico and it moved on to Axios. And it's not to say there aren't any good reporters in either of those outlets, but on principle, I wouldn't follow either of those outlets. And Mike Allen uh, follows me too. I think he follows a lot of people. Yeah, he does. He wanted He's to get over people to follow 000. him back, and yeah. I did. I followed him back for a while, and I felt gross yep. doing it. So it must have been at least a year ago. It's probably a couple of years ago. I unfollowed him. I'm like, I don't want to see what this idiot has to say. I mean, again, it's all a game mm-hmm. to him. It's all just a fucking game. 
Yeah, and that's exactly why he followed people because he wanted to follow back. He followed me years ago, and oh look, Mike Allen. You know, I I didn't yeah, know anything I about it. I don't. I mean, it, I'm not saying I never. If Axios or Politico or those kinds of places have something that I need to read, I go. Yeah, exactly. If, it's, if it's important for my job, to do what I need to do to understand their stupid take or whatever. But nine out of ten times, it is stupid. It is conventional wisdom. It's fucking wrong. It's dumb as hell. And they're the types of people that that make all these sort of silly predictions based on on no data, no history, no none of that, right? Mm-hmm. And and so I just I don't bother with them unless I have to. Like yeah. I, you know, the days of me waking up in the morning and reading those publications, which sadly I think I did about fifteen years ago, mm-hmm. or watching something I don't know the last time I watched Need the Press. Like I don't bother with any of that crap. I don't watch the cable shows. Mm-hmm. I I think the entirety of it all is garbage and frankly this job is tough enough, especially with the pressure of knowing that, that you know, fascism resides on the other side. Yeah. That that uh, I don't I, I don't even want to do with it when I'm not doing it anymore. Quite, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, you'll catch me watching, you know, you'll be watching The Sopranos with my boys, you know, <laughs> or 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 uh, uh, you know, listening to to uh, an old sort of aerosmith or guns and roses show or some of the other things i have passion for and love doing yeah me too that's what i do i mean i haven't been watching as much cable news but i will say this last night i had msnbc on and chris hayes was talking about now he's been on a roll and he's basically echoing what bob has been saying or they're both saying it which is it's we we need to put a lot of the focus on Trump, even though a lot of, you know, there are people that would argue, oh, I've got Trump fatigue and I'm so sick of Trump and I don't want to see what he has to say. But the thing is, is because he's on his own website, which only, uh, you know, his ridiculous, deplorable followers see his tweets or his posts or whatever. Right, share them uh, out we there. have to share them so that independent voters start like I, I would say if you're sick of seeing Trump tweets, I get it. Don't think of yourself right now. Think of a lot of right, independent well, voters I mean, out there. Think of the reactions of those of numerous people they did in, in, with some of the interviews. And yes. so, where I see anything from CNN or MSNBC or whatever is online. Yeah. Right. There's a good clip on Twitter or Threads or somewhere that is worth watching. Mm-hmm. That's where I'll end up catching it. And I so I happen to see some of those interviews with Republicans who are voting for Nikki Haley or. Mm-hmm. In one case, it may have even been DeSantis before he dropped out or whatever. We're just like, anybody but Trump. And they're like, will you vote for Biden? And they're mm-hmm. like, yes. I'm a registered Republican, and most of these folks had voted for – they all had voted for him at least in 2016, and a whole bunch of them had voted for him in 2020. Like, there's no way. Yeah. I will vote for whoever runs against him because he's crazy. And, you know, yeah. he's crazy. He's this. He's that. He stole the secrets, you know, our state secrets. He's, he's going to be convicted of a crime. Like, they had the varying reasons that are all related to each other. And and I think a lot of that message has gotten through, but you have to keep pounding you it. You have home. to keep pounding that it because there are people constantly. out there. So I agree with you. Yeah, there keep are people. You know, run through the tape as they say when you run a race. Don't yeah. sort of assume. All right, we're all good until the damn votes are all counted. Mm-hmm. Until this man officially has lost, and and to never be heard from at least electorally again. Let's keep the the you know the keep the pedal to the metal. Yeah, because I'm seeing people on social media going, oh, you'll never convince MAGA. No one's trying to convince those voters. Stop fucking with that argument. It's about independent voters. Of course, there may be a few MAGA voters out there because there was that there was one woman who was interviewed and it was going, you know, crazy 
on the internet. Yeah. She was an older woman talking about how she had voted for Trump and then she regretted it. So yeah, every once in a while you're going to find these people who were in the MAGA movement initially and they're not interested anymore. Those are not the people we are focusing on. We are focusing on the independents, which there's more independent voters than there are Democratic voters. So that's who we're trying to reach here. And we do have to show if we, you know, this guy's running for president of the United States, we need to know what his positions are, even if they repulse us. I mean, it's right. just well, it's, there's that, right? <laughs> I, I think a lot of people just who are really who are interested in politics or pay attention to politics because they feel like they have to and, and it's important mm-hmm. don't understand that that most Americans that, that the way most people think that mm-hmm. they're not uh, in the same way they're they don't pay attention to every little thing. They, you know, they, they are not sort of motivated and ideological in the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you've got is, and I like to point this out, if you sort of look through history and you look at, and, and you know, I'm, I'm saying this is scientific, but it's, it's pretty, it seems like in a lot of cases pretty close to true. You know, in functioning democracies, and we're a barely functioning one, but we are mm-hmm. functioning still, theoretically, uh, the, you're, you're always going to get a third of people the people that will support authoritarian movements. Yeah. And sometimes on the right, it can, or it can be a Stalin or whatever on the far left, but you'll find that again and again, sadly, that a third of people will, will are, are willing to, to just go with a dictator. Mm-hmm. And that in this country right now, for the most part, is almost entirely core MAGA people. Mm-hmm. We have no chance of winning them, and I don't care if we win them. We're right. not trying to. Right. They're going to turn out and vote for him. The problem is there's another 13 to 15 percent, I would say, who are not MAGA people, who have differing opinions of Trump personally. Some of them don't like him at all. Some of them kind of like him, kind of don't, some of them whatever. But you have a shot at winning them. The pro- But we're up against these forces that most other democracies have not allowed to flourish the way we have. Right. I'd start with disinformation. Most other democracies have not allowed a Fox News to exist in the way we have. And the, the garbage that's shared, that's disinformation, they have, they have different types of libel laws and slander laws. In Germany, you can't even show Nazi symbolism or you go to prison, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's different ways that different countries handle it. I would argue we handle it the worst of anybody. We think we protect every manner of political speech without realizing that you can, you know, I've said this before, I, I'm a big supporter of the Bill of Rights, but you just like, Give, you know, you, if you try to bastardize the Second Amendment and turn it into something it was never meant to be, mm-hmm. if you just if, if people can't tell the difference between true information and disinformation, a democracy can't exist or thrive yeah. because they get to a point where if enough people are lost and don't know what the actual truth is, how can they support the truth? And the problem is when you combine our electoral college so that you can lose and get 46 percent of the vote or 47 percent of the vote and find a way to win still, uh, and you combine that with these forces like Fox News and talk radio and all the other garbage misinformation, everything out there. That's how these guys find a way. And vote does not forget since the Supreme court made their decision a decade ago, Shelby versus Alabama, all the ways they suppress votes. I mean, we don't even ever count that in these results that, that any election that's national, there probably would have been a couple million more votes for a Democrat if it weren't for what Republicans do. Right. right yeah. Any state vote, hundreds of thousands often bigger states certainly tens of thousands in, you know and so we have to take all of that into account mm-hmm. and realize that that's how they get that so we're talking to me to two groups of people we're talking to 
the ones we want to turn out, Democrats, and make sure they continually know how bad this guy is and they need to do everything they can to get to the polls. And we're talking to that other 15 or whatever percent it is that are not locked in for Trump, that aren't members of the cult. Mm-hmm. But they're getting a lot of, they're, they're often the people that were, you know, either were or are Republicans or they're independents. They're getting a lot of garbage pipeline mm-hmm. to them from Fox and places like that. Mm-hmm. It, that's not true. And we need to reach them too. Yeah. We absolutely do. And, and the last thing I just want to bring up is today, Navarro uh, was um, sentenced to four months in prison, Peter Navarro, um, for contrimin- uh, criminal contempt, not responding to the 1 6 committee subpoena. So, okay, that's great, right? He got four months. Um, I'm wondering what you're thinking about. I mean, it, it just blows my mind that voters would say I would still vote for Donald Trump if he were in jail. But, um, do you I we've talked I talked about this and I'm sure I talked about this with you last year but I just you know I haven't talked about it for a little while and I want to know we do believe he's going to be convicted what do you think is going to happen in the case where it's a it's a a federal thing and you know it, usually the sentencing would be prison time but we've got Donald Trump and some are arguing that he can't go to prison I think that he could easily go to a military based prison what do you think would happen if he gets convicted and you know in in a in a trial that's a criminal trial. Are you saying do I think he gets elected? No. Well, yes, that. Like, do you think he's going to go to jail? And and if he goes to jail, do you think whether or not he goes to jail? Then do you think that? How much do you think it's going to hurt him? Because obviously it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt him a, a huge amount. Okay. Uh, I think it already is. Again, some of these people that have been talking to reporters right. who are uh, Republican. Um, it seems to me uh, in saying they couldn't support him are the, are the ones, you know, a bunch of them gave as a reason, the criminal indictments right. and the fact that they think he's going to be convicted. Mm-hmm. So, and again, there's that, that stat. I wish that I don't, I haven't seen one from New Hampshire. I'd like to see it, mm-hmm. but the fact that so many independents and some Republican 30%, I guess of Republicans or whatever voted for Nikki Haley tells mm-hmm. you something. That's true. Yeah. Um, I would like to find, you know, the, what the, the number uh, ends up being, but again, when you've got one third of, of, of those that turn out in Iowa, who are who again again to explain to people, <laughs> Iowa is as white as like cocaine on top of snow. Okay, <laughs> and <laughs> when you're talking about that kind of a state with and the ones people that are not just willing to turn out and vote, but are willing to turn out in in crappy weather mm-hmm. and caucus, which involves trying to convince other people to support your candidate mm-hmm. back and forth and all this sort of stuff for hours at a time. Mm-hmm. Trust me when I tell you that, that the people that are willing to do all of that, okay, those are people who, who are obviously devoted, mm-hmm. all right? They are the hardcore. And if that group, 33%, said that if he were convicted of a crime, they wouldn't support him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big freaking deal. Yeah, it is. So, so, yes, I do think I do think he will be convicted of a crime. And I think that will help lead to to a large victory by Joe Biden is the fact that that he will have been convicted. Now, will he spend time in prison? That's a tougher one to to uh, figure out because our, our, it seems our judicial system is so often. So yes, weak but John, but John, John, Dean, like, John Dean spent time in the military prison. And don't you think that the same could happen for Donald? I do, and I hope it does. Uh, I also think that we, you know, as time's gone on, elites have gotten 
you know, more and more protected from this yeah. thing. But the fact, I mean, look at the Donald Trump's behavior over the years, how obvious it was that yeah. he was committing illegalities and the fact that, that he's never, he hasn't been prosecuted before. Mm-hmm. seems like he was about to be once and then the damn prosecutor in New York got a nice campaign contribution mm-hmm. and, and uh, it all went away. Uh, but I do think the, the, the Navarro thing is a great sign. Mm-hmm. Because the fact that we're actually going to hold somebody and maybe send somebody to prison for criminal contempt, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Because uh, we, we, we were letting these people get away with not testifying and, and yeah. all, all those kind of stuff. So I do think that, you know, maybe we're maybe we're, we're getting back to our roots. Maybe these guys have broken so many laws and caused so much trouble that for our country that we're, we're, our judges are just tired of it. So I, I, I'm hopeful, I will say, that what this does mean is it means that that uh, Trump will be, uh, you know, that, that we'll we'll get we'll get to a, a, a better place. How about we, we put it that way? Right, right, right. Where right. you know where where Trump will be sent to a federal prison, will spend time, and we won't hear all the oh he's old and you know people crying <laughs> and being sorry for him. <laughs> I know, really. Well, I you know I mean all that said, I mean I think we have a lot to be hopeful and optimistic. About, But I also want to just reiterate that the only way this is going to happen is when we all participate. We can't, you know, the Bob Seska don't get happy is always true. You can, you know, you can get happy and say, I'm going to go do all the things I need to do. You can be happy doing that. But don't get happy and go, I just get to sit on my couch now because it's a done deal. Ain't nothing's a done deal. Like you said, till all the votes are counted and everything is announced. So whatever you can do, no matter if it's, you know, going and getting people registered um, doing phone calls, writing postcards. David, I'm just going to constantly say David Pepper wrote a book. His most recent book is How to Save Democracy. Yep. He gives a lot of really good advice that is advice for people who are not necessarily interested in doing some of the social stuff, but it's free and easy. And he's got way more ideas than I could ever come up with. So there, there's a lot you can do individually, even you know what you're doing online and what you're saying online and all of it counts. So I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. But again, yeah, we, we got to be really serious and treat this like, okay, talk to your friends, talk to your neighbors. And you know, when Trump said, you know, I'm not, I, I have a MAGA relative who I don't really get into arguments with her about, but if she were to bring it up to me and, you know, like, let's say if, uh, when Trump threatens to jail his uh, enemies, you know, I would yeah. just say, you know, well, I would probably say to this MAGA relative, how would you feel if Obama said something like that? And then they would probably get angry and maybe it's not worth having that conversation. But Maggie That's people. exactly right. Like talking to people in smart ways like that. How you message it, how you frame yeah. it, you're exactly right. And you may not get anywhere with them. Put on the other foot and see what they say. Yeah, and you may not get anywhere with them. But I, I wouldn't urge people to argue with the MAGA people but if you can find like a strategic if you know them and you understand how their mind works and you can kind of not in a combative way but just kind of plant a little seed and don't worry you know if they because normally what I say is when she brings things up to me I just say we disagree and I don't think we should talk about that and that and and like I have to repeat that like 10 times I've got a few of them I've been proud of there's a few uh there's a few kind of uh, folks that were were I don't know if I, I wouldn't call them MAGA they were Trump supporters yeah and uh, in my greater family who no longer support him which makes Good. me happy yeah Good. 
Um, and then there's a couple others that, that I suspect still do. And, I, you know, I know I'm not going to get anywhere with them. Yeah. So I just don't. I yeah, I mean, there's some, some are lost uh, causes, and, you but know, you never know, you never know. The, the one thing I will say, though, is like my relative is surrounded by other MAGA people. So one liberal person saying something that's factual is not going to trigger her to all of a sudden go, oh, I see the light because she's got this whole social circle that she has to. That you know, reinforces. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, in the end, that's how cults work. This uh -huh. isn't a cult, but if you have a social circle where you're kind of you're in that in that bubble where mm -hmm. you're just hearing from, you know, your folks um, who who you who you trust and who you know who who are, have the same crazy things as you do. Um, you're, yeah, you're you're probably a hell of a lot less likely to. to yeah, do because, and you're not gonna you're not gonna want to risk those relationships because if you start saying I don't like Trump, well now you're other. And they're not going to be your yep. friend anymore, and they're not going to talk to you anymore. And if it's really important for you to be in that social circle, then you're just going to go with Trump. So that's how it goes. But I, you know, I always say if you if you see an opportunity and you can, you know, make that effort in a non-combative way and refuse to argue with them after, go for it. But otherwise, you know, I think it's like, but you know, talk to the people in your life. And I, I I'm feeling pretty good as of today. We'll see where I feel, you know, in November. But I think we're I think we're doing pretty good. But Cliff, it's always a joy talking to you. And I want to say before I let you go, I'm, of course, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have you tell everybody where to find you. But if you're not Please. watching Cliff's videos, you got to watch them. And I said this in the intro, but they are, I think I did, they are, they're fantastic because they're just like shorter little pieces of information that make you laugh and they get you up to speed on what's happening in a fun way. And it's not like you have to spend 20, 30, 40 minutes. It's just, you know, quick in and outs. You get the information out there. Really good nuggets. So I'm going to let you tell everyone where all that information is. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you, because that's exactly how I try to explain it. Right? I, I wanted to do something that was not, that was a little shorter form than what I'd done yeah. before. And so most of these clips are anywhere from four to seven minutes mm -hmm. and and yeah I, I try to bring people in with humor the point of it is to say something to, to talk about serious issues i mean sure every once in a while we just do a trump smells video <laughs> you know you got to do that but yes. a lot you know I, and i can't help it i've got a, an evil sense of humor but a lot of it is a more serious video with some jokes and some some movie clips and things mixed in mm -hmm. to make it funny and interesting and uh folks can find me at c Schechter. Uh, on Twitter, uh, on sorry, on YouTube. <laughs> so at C Schechter is the place to find me. It, it, right now it's the Blue Amp channel, but we're literally rebranding it right now. It'll have a new name soon. But so, but as long as you know at C Schechter, you can find me there. And uh, and you know that's the best place. I mean, okay. at Cliff Schechter on Twitter, at Cliff D Schechter on Threads, because I'm an idiot and have three <laughs> different names, three different places. Because clearly I'm a genius. I'm branding. an idiot too. Um, but maybe we'll we'll make all of those the same if I can change them still sometime soon. But but the the most important one, the one I'm really trying to grow, that I've got some independence and can do a lot of what I want and can monetize it to the point where I can more regularly use it is is YouTube. So. Uh, and I love the video form. So that's at C Schechter. And, and, and as uh, Kim quite, you know, kindly said <laughs> what I do, please come by and, and subscribe. Love to have you. Yeah. And, you know, if you like it, like the videos, because that also helps. I know I'm a big YouTube person. It pushes out the video to other people who wouldn't normally see it. And I just true. I do want to say it helps you with the algorithm. algorithm. If you like it, if you comment. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if you subscribe, turn on notifications so you know when they're there so you can show up 
early. That also helps. Like yeah. it, comment, do all that fun stuff. And all of Cliff's links are on the Patreon description of the show, as well as mine. Obviously, I'm on Twitter at author Kimberly. I'm on threads Kimberly Ann Johnson. And I'm on Spoutable at Kimberly Johnson. So I'm also an idiot with all the names. But, you know, once again, Cliff, it's just, it's always fun talking to you, your family now. So thanks for being on the show. Uh, I feel the same way. Thanks so much for having me on your show as always. Take care. Bye-bye.